the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and uh, we hope you'll call us at 210-308-8867. Or for fun, come on over to Millburgers at 1604 on Bull 40 Road. Bring the camera. Take a picture by the Hug Me Tree like these folks are doing. Visit the pumpkin patch and take pictures. Ride the terror train. That you'll hear coming by in just a few minutes and all kinds of fun. Be uh, just inspired by the cyclamen. Be inspired by the cyclamen. Oh, Alan, I guess the snapdragons are rating, rating up there pretty high, too. And, uh, yeah. Lots of lots of beautiful flowers. How are the stocks doing? Stocks are are not a lot of them blooming yet, but the foliage really looks good. Yeah. I, I went ahead and transplanted. I put mine in the garden. And, yeah. And uh, certainly... Easy. Well, I did the old, did our uh, uh, requirement where you wet, wet, dig the hole and then wet the, wet the hole, yeah. soak it, and then plant the plant. That's especially important when you have uh, the bigger containers, I think, like these. But uh, yeah, and uh, transition when you have big containers like that we're talking about here is pretty much a hundred percent. So. Oh yeah. But. Uh, Oh, the colors are there. I, I did all purple on the stocks. Oh, did you? But there's uh, there's whites and there's reds and there's all different colors over there. I noticed that quite a few sold yesterday, but there's still a lot. Dianthus. Uh-huh. Oh, and I did not. I still did not get a look at my primula, did I? Oh, yeah. Primrose over them. there. That's another plant that... Uh, I think Trace uh, Trace likes that as as, as well as the uh, um, oh, what 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 is those spectacular ones that I'm thinking about there now the ones I'm looking at the red and the white uh, the, <laughs> the cyclamen cyclamen yeah oh. the primula also needs shade I've got a situation you know I had a, one of those big branches trunks come down on my front step oh. on the roof. So I I'm not sure I've got enough shade on the front step anymore. That's where I usually plant all those cyclamen in containers. Yeah. So I'm kind of debating whether I'll... Of course, if it was a very mild, rainy winter, <laughs> but if the sun's going to be blasting out there, that's going to oh, yeah. be tough to support the cyclamen. I might have to try... Uh, stocks or uh, uh, 
Well, Snapdragons or something else. Michelangelo. Kevin's got a beautiful picture of Swiss chard, bright lights. This, this beach is a uh, dead mesquite <laughs> tree. Uh, hey, week. someone finally waved at Calvin. Yeah. But uh, they got some of the ugliest carrot pictures in here I ever saw. I, you see I, the carrot pictures? Yeah. But did you, did you go in there and they've got some of the most beautiful carrot pictures on the sea packs. Sea packets? But on some of the others have the ugly ones like this. It's like they, they they didn't bother, you know, they just harvested them in a big shovel and didn't bother getting any dirt off or anything. <laughs> yeah, that looks like a, a Nantes. Uh, I, they still say it's a small carrot. I mean, well, compared to the one of the Vandewallers and everybody used to grow Nantes uh, Imperata. There's six different kinds at least. Is that in, right? And Milberger's the seed bag, yeah. Well, they're big ones. Uh, they're long, skinny, pretty carrots uh-huh. uh, called Imperata. I, I've, had, like I always had, I've had good luck with carrots, but they they take a little longer to grow than, yeah, yeah. than rutabagas. But the neat, neat thing about it is you can store them in the ground. That's true. Uh, they they last can, very well. You can well. plant them now. And when you store them in the ground, if you fertilize well and everything, they get big, great big. Yeah. And the Vandewallers uh, used to sell them uh, to Gerber. Gerber uh, make ba- baby food mm-hmm. carrots. They would sit, uh-huh. take those big uh, carrots and uh, slice them or cut them up, and that's what they put in the baby food. Now the other the other thing I've no they had about. Five different kinds of beets in there. And yeah, I really like the beets. The, the roots are are sweet and good, and yeah. but the the foliage is yeah. the, the greens are probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the verses when they had their uh, uh, market out there, they would sell a lot of those beet greens. Yeah, and. Uh, I don't know if they sold a lot of beets or not, but uh, I know they sold a lot of greens. I had I had a lot of trouble growing the. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what the red ones called, uh, but they've got they've got some other ones that are colored in different selections. That oh I, yeah, that are easy for me have been easier to grow. Well, as far as you can grow them pretty well, but uh, if you let them get too big, they'll crack. You know, have a yeah. radio crack down there. I guess they just <laughs> get too big. Well, if they're, they're probably a corky. Uh, if they're if they're in the big, they should plant some rutabagas because there you go. Yeah, get, get as, <laughs> yeah. as big as a volleyball. And, Those beets get to softball softball size, but usually they're cracked by that time. Well, usually they're harvested by that time. They eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you always leave some in there. Those beets are a superfood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't beat them, right? Yeah, that's what the, that's what it says online. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, Jerry, Jerry and I always mention uh, uh, oh, radishes as as one as the fun radishes as as fun for the hey, kids. Hey, why hadn't that girl got a pumpkin? Hey, girl. Hey. hey. 
<laughs> but uh, when I see a this child without a pumpkin, there's mother and child got a pumpkin. Little, little oh ones. yeah, over there. What was that? What was I talking about? I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> Can't even, can't even remember now. All right, turnips or oh the radishes. Radishes grow. You know how they're so easy to grow and fast yeah. that the kids love them, except they don't much care to eat them. Uh, no. I think so, radishes well, are good for the, you too. The deal yeah. is on radishes. If you make the mistake of planting those damn things, first of all, you you want to space them. Most people just get the radish seed and go out there and broadcast them yeah. out there. And they come up hair, like hair on a dog's back. And then they just watch them like that. They, they just let them grow like that. And so we always get the call, why is, why is not my radish bulbing or forming a, a round radish? They, they're all elongated. That's because they were planted too close together, and they they uh, basically couldn't couldn't make the bulb. Now we could question Jerry, but we know he's a vegetable specialist. So, there you go. Yeah. So we'll have to accept his radish <laughs> declaration. But uh, he's a, a the, vegetable specialist that doesn't like but one or two <laughs> yeah. vegetables. The thing the thing about he's very special. <laughs> yeah. The thing, yeah, there you go. The thing about the radishes is that, uh, especially while it's still hot, this is hot for a radish, but uh, you got to get them when they're small. Don't let them get to be a big radish or they'll be bitter as quinine. Like oh, okay. That seems to happen to a lot of things. Yeah, it does. When they overgrow. Like cucumbers, people go, oh, I got a huge there cucumber. Go. It's the size of a small dog. Uh. And it's like, okay. Well, I tell people. Tatuma. The squash. Yeah. They get, they're bad when they get real big? No. They're just big. They just get big. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and people always ask, how do I know when to harvest my radish? Or how do I know when to harvest my squash? Well, it's very simple. Go to the store, the garden. Oh, okay, and see how big. And see how they're done. Yeah. Do you see any big radishes for sale? They're tied in bunches of small radishes. Yeah. But I think people like this idea of bigger is better. Well, until they bite into it. Yeah. Well, no. with radishes, though, if you hesitate for two or three days, you're got, they are bigger, usually. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, thin them, and uh, if you're gonna try to eat them, <laughs> well, another another thing is the our got to remember to thin them is our onions. We're always telling everybody to plant oh. them relatively close together, and then you can harvest the green there onions. There you go. But then they say, "Why didn't my onions get big?" Uh, uh. They're <laughs> packed in there. Well, we should be getting onions in a what two weeks or so? <laughs> some weeks? some people. Uh, I, I know where most people don't do this, but I have seen people buy those uh, tied bunches of onions that Dixondale sells and plant the whole really whole whole bunch in, oh, in one the same spot. Hole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't they don't that. I know, but gosh, that's not going to turn out well. <laughs> well, they realize that after it's too late. Oh. 
But anyway, yeah. How far apart should you plant them? I don't know. It's It's fun, and we're in the middle of the... Is David David scheduled for another class? He is. Next week on fall planting. Next Saturday. I'm going to schedule... Fall trees. I'm going to schedule a couple classes. I haven't uh, decided yet, but I talked to (laughs) Trace about it. I have to talk to Stacy about when we want to do it, and... We got to do some more classes on uh, milkweed. You know that. Uh, what do you think, Jerry? When you get more attendance at your milkweed class than you do at your vegetable class? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. People want to save the little monarchs, I guess. Well, and it's it's a such an adventure trying to figure out how to grow those those yeah. milkweeds. <laughs> It it you would think it would be easy because they grow in the well they're in their prairie. Yeah, they're, they're such a weed. Yeah, so hard to kill. You uh, know. <laughs> and so, not only is it so hard to kill, it's so hard to grow. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was walking in, uh, my son was walking me to the uh, radio, and uh, he stopped by that big white one. Yeah. There. And I uh, said, what is this, Dad? I said, well, it's a new white, uh, fragrant milkweed. Oh, okay. You like that one? Well, yeah. <coughs> well, he never seen one that big. But anyway, this, it's it's getting pretty close to time we have to cut those, cut all the foliage off and, and the flowers off of that tropical. Right? What is it? Yeah, it's the middle of October. I'm with this. Uh, maybe, maybe other places are have more of their milkweed uh, blooming up a storm than I do. But uh, it's been a tough, yeah, tough year for milkweed. I've got I've got about um, about five. But the the thing that's saving me are, is the misflower and the oh, porterweed. Yeah. Porterweed is <laughs> well, and zinnias. Zinnias are looking good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That that's the second string of the porterweed, the purple. Yeah, it's, it's coming that's up, blooming up a storm here now. Well, yeah. it's starting. Yeah, I saw a lot of bumblebees on that yesterday. But uh, oh, it's right uh, next we, to we the Mexican t- heather t- too, which the bumblebees like. Paul would yeah. be very pr- proud of us now if they were finally, uh, yeah, growing his porterweed. <laughs> yeah, Paul. He didn't see any problem with calling a weed. He knew it. Yeah. He knew it ahead of time. He didn't know why people were, were not buying the weeds. Yeah. Oh, but, that's a man I want to ask a lot of questions. To. Oh, oh, run, Trace, oh, run. Man. <laughs> we should have warned you. Yeah, just flag me down next time. Or flag yeah. me away. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, uh, we... I was going to ask you about these closeouts, end of the season closeouts. Right. Yesterday. Billbergernursery.com. I, I, I finally found it. Finally, where it was mentioned, twenty-five percent off regular price. Correct. That's a lot. Uh, and they have great deals on angel wing jasmine. Yes. I don't know if I've ever seen it's, that. It's a shrub jasmine. Huh? It's a shrub type jasmine. Oh, okay. Kind of like primrose, but not as cold tolerant. Okay. Bananas. 
Yeah, we got them. That's em. good. But bougainvilleas? We got them. A lot of people buying bougainvilleas. Yeah. That's 25% off? Yes. Crepe myrtles, plumeria, and roses. I didn't look to see what how many roses we got. Not too, not too many. Okay. But it's all stuff we don't want to winter over. Okay. Now, I have a question. Are there any Kiowa blackberries left? There's blackberries. I'd have to go see which varieties. Well, you had mostly Kiowa out there. Okay. Well, well then wow. I probably have it. So they're down, they're, down there. They're where they've been for the last three months. Okay. <laughs> uh, my Probably eight months. Jeremy's friend... Uh, says that blackberries are her favorite plant. Oh, okay. Really? And so she wants to plant some in She's my not, garden. I. Uh, so, she obviously not has never lived in a raspberry so, area. Uh, so, so what I'm what I'm hearing is she wants you to take care of them, but she gets to eat them. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and she said, "Is now the time?" Can you plant them now? I said, absolutely. Sure. And uh, because <laughs> they they grow their root system all all year long. They do. And I don't I don't think they they would freeze out. They would uh, freeze down to the ground. Maybe the canes would freeze down to the ground. You wouldn't get any berries the following year if it got below twenty degrees. Uh, you mean if we set another Christmas? Freeze record or something. <laughs> Sometimes but, that's not a bad idea, making everybody cut them back to the ground. Yeah, right. Exactly. If they don't do the proper pruning throughout the year, uh, yeah. they end up with a yeah. thorny mess. There you go. Well, yeah. and if you didn't, if you didn't water them. It's hard to tell. Yeah. There's a lot of folks that aren't going to get much of a crop next year. No. Because they're it's just they don't have that all the growth you'd expect. Oh yeah, you don't. You get the gro- the growth this year you put on this year on a blackberry is the one that's is has the berries next uh, May June. So uh, if you don't have some of those older canes standing up there, you're not gonna get yeah. any berries. I'm, I'm but sa- the plant will live. I'm worried about the fruit trees the same way the peaches and everything too. Yeah. It's just hard to. Make sure you got enough water during the summer. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. People don't think about watering the fruit trees and our uh, our blackberries and things like that during the during their when they're putting on their growth. And so uh, in the summer, I guess it'd be summer. But uh, I'll go back and see what blackberries you got. Well, we did get in something else yesterday. Uh, well, one of them we already talked about. So our, basically our fall bulbs are here. Oh, yeah. That's so right. So we got in these uh, bearded iris flags that are supposed to rebloom more than once a year. That's good. Uh, we got in our narcissus. We got our paper whites. We got our tulip, mm. our hyacinths, our garlic and elephant garlic. I tried to sell Calvin this morning, but yeah. he didn't want any. I, I kind of I looked at him. And I didn't even know what he was talking about. Garlic? <laughs> Is it elephant garlic? I got elephant garlic and regular garlic. Wow! And I got that one that blooms purple. It's really pretty. Allium. Oh, okay. You gotta Google yeah. that, Milton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those Google? are beautiful. I, I'm Allium? not sure. I'm not sure if you can eat it, but it certainly is a beautiful. Yeah. Bloom. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, a lot of people are using those in landscapes. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the butterflies and the bees like it. Yeah. So I remember in my younger years walking down 6th Street in Austin, they would sell allium blooms to people to give to their girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Huh. How do you spell it? A-L-L-I-U-M. That's genius. Basically, it's onion, onion yeah. blown booms. We've done plants. Oh be- wow! We've done plants before, but uh, never, uh, never b- the bulb part. Have, That's good. Like big old purple pom poms. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I, I'm a, I, I, can, I don't know where you can eat it. Can you tell me where you can oh. eat it? Uh, it does. Let's see. Uh, is it just a pretty one, or is, is it edible? Let's see. Uh, lots and edible lots of choices. Edible are really useful in the kitchen. This is according to. Uh, uh, rhs.org UK plants. Uh, they include versatile vegetables. Oh, I guess alliums are the class that onions fall into. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if all seems of seems to me we use them a lot more up north than they we do down the alliums for uh, decor, decorative. So oh, I'm not yeah. sure. It Did you use them in Tennessee? Huh. Did you use them in Tennessee? Al, uh, onions? Garlic, uh, allium. Yeah, the, the blooming allium. No, That's the no. genus? I never saw the blooming one yeah. in Tennessee. A lot of them. Hmm. Yeah. But I would imagine. Well, the elephant garlic flowers are pretty too. Edible. I don't I don't recall a poisonous allium. Oh, no, mm. I wouldn't know. Now, they could be pretty darn strong, but. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be strong. They're not going to be like 10, 15 wide. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the onions we that's sell that's onions. That's not garlic. They're alum. Allium. Oh, onions are allium or yeah. alums too? Okay. Well, Jer- well the Trace is promoting elephant garlic for a uh, uh, October gift. So I guess yeah. that's appropriate for Halloween. Yeah. That <laughs> Once you plant that garlic and... Uh, that's it. Uh, now's the time to pl- plant garlic, I guess. Well, it's, almost, it's time to harvest it. Uh, in fact, on the way over here, somebody was asking me about. I I, I, I had some garlic come up in the in the lawn. Uh, this is that elephant garlic, and when you pull garlic up, when the top dies, the bloom dies. That's when it's ready to harvest, and when you pull it up. You get the cloves. If they're separated, you eat them, eat the cloves. A lot of times, it'll be just one continuous bulb, like an onion. And that, that's, you can use that as garlic, too. But if you want the cloves, you have to replant that the next year. Hey, we got to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210 210- 308-8867. What's going on in your gardening world? Tell us when you call, and uh, we'll see if we can answer your questions, or you can do a little bragging like yesterday. All right, back in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Hey, and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. 
the answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Oh, you didn't get to tra- ask Trace all your questions. Did you have more questions for Trace? Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll he, wait. He'll till. be back. He'll be back, and he always enjoys when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he did. Uh, he was kind of sneaking off, I thought. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to make Jerry feel bad. I saw him backing out there. Oh, yeah, I know. He's just trying to get away. But anyway, uh, let's see. Cal, we were talking about uh, growing winter vegetables here. And uh, guess what Calvin said to fertilize with? 1959. Oh, Osmocote. Oh, wow. He, uh, in a container. Yeah. Yeah, in a container. Yeah. Well, a lot of people uh, in California, they use Osmocote. In the field. Oh, really? Wow. But on long maturing crops. Yeah. Well, it sure, sure works well in the... Oh, yeah. It's a, now, if you want to cons- uh, save a little money, you use uh, one of the soluble fertilizers. Yeah. Of course, of course the, win- the winter vegetables are pretty quick producers, too. So you- yeah. Uh, they respond to that foliar feed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, don't be like me. I kind of, I kind of put it on my list and say, well, I'll get that Osmocote in. Now I'm planting them, and then, <laughs> and then two weeks later, I say, did I ever, did I ever fertilize? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a nice thing. Toma- about tomato plants are really, yeah, the same way. I bet, I bet that would really show out on greens too. Like, I, uh, I think you're right. Yeah, collards and uh, now you need better to come more. back than to come back. Be back for more. He's got more questions for you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, the green crop that they would need fertilizing for six to eight months, like. Collards and uh, spinach. Uh, spinach, yeah, if, spinach. If, it, if it's in a yeah container. In a... And you've got spinach now, right? We do. You're good. And boy, this weather is spinach weather. Well, I got mine. I got some spinach this morning, along with uh, oh uh, some of your favorite Brussels sprouts. Oh Lord. And bright light Swiss chard. Now Jerry would like that though. There's about three or four plants in every container. Uh. <laughs> And uh, what else? Oh, cabbage. Cabbage looks good. Oh, too. yeah, cabbage. Well, he got a cart this morning. I thought he was going straight for the cyclamen. But oh, I he, know. Turned, he turned left. There's, <laughs> there's, there's so many on the list right now. That yeah. <laughs> I was telling them, Trace, one of the issues I got is uh, I've got a, a big uh, a tree uh, that broke, uh, the trunk came down on my the front of my house. So I don't have shade like I had over there, so I've got to kind of reassess my uh, places where I was planting cyclamen, because cyclamen is a, certainly a... What's that? Uh, What's that? What's that noise? Oh, he's, he's going to go fix it. Okay. The uh, <laughs> cyclamen uh, does, does better in the shade. Now, it does okay if the weather stays cool and you get a little uh, morning sun, but no. well, if we had... About three days of those hundred degree heat, you know, if I, if uh, whoppers are get, having a tough time, uh, <laughs> certainly cyclamen are going to have a tough time. Yeah, I guess that uh, 
Osmocote would be good for that Brussels sprout because they're a long season crop. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. Well, I think that's good for everything if you, but it's, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not the most uh, efficient in terms of the co- cost, cost per nitrogen like yeah. that. But, but uh, uh, the um, interesting nice thing about Osmocote is you can't burn the plant with it. I've actually grown uh, tomato plants in straight Osmocote. And they say on the package that you can't burn a plant. Huh. So if you got some gardener that is customarily over-fertilizes, uh, uses too much fertilizer, <laughs> that would save him. Uh, you, you know where the, we've talked about this before, but the real bargain right now is that winterizer. And if you're looking at bargain for nitrogen. Oh, yeah. That's about ha- half, pri- half of what the uh, slow-release lawn fertilizer is. Well, and there's just as much nitrogen. So last year it went up to match yeah. the 1959, but I guess uh, things are starting to come back. Some things are starting to come back normal price now. Yeah. Uh, so if you're if you're doing uh, your winter vegetable garden, uh, I, I would recommend you ha- use the winterizer. Oh yeah, it does have directions on it for vegetables. Jerry made oh, us, good. made sure that we put that on there. <laughs> oh okay, that Jerry. The um, twenty. I, I asked him. Is this the forty-pound bag, the one that's on sale? Right. Yes. All right. Okay. Actually, it's for sale. Twenty-four eighty-eight. <laughs> it's on sale. Regular. Oh yeah, that's half. What is it regular? It's regular twenty-nine ninety-nine. Oh wow! Okay. Last year it was forty-nine ninety-nine. Okay, get it. Well, how long will it last? Uh, <laughs> ten, ten pallets worth, whatever that. No, no. How long will if I buy like? Oh, keep it dry. Uh, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. Get plenty. Um. As I was walking in to the nursery today. So you call that walking? Well, yeah, waddling or falling in. Uh, I noticed beautiful mums out there, of course. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I saw some in tight buds and some just had a few buds open. And then, of course, some that were mostly open. The buds were mostly open, and then those that were fully open. So my question is, of course, we, we've talked about uh, how, how you can't put a monk or something in the shade. It'll never open those buds. My question is, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, how many buds have to be opened before you can put it in the shade and it'll continue to open the bud. Well, the ones that are open will keep opening and the ones that don't, don't. Is that right? Okay. Huh. See, that's I've got, never that's, noticed there's gotta a be problem, a, yeah. There's got to be a name for that. I mean, a scientific name for that. No, not Fred. Huh? Not Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about that not opening. Yeah, we should get. We should ask other gardeners if they notice. But you know, I always think if I've got half those buds open, I put it in the shade that's that's going to be a real decorative and continue to open. Yeah, I've never made a study of whether <laughs> they didn't open or not. Well, my neighbors uh, <laughs> taught me this and uh, got got a, one of those real pretty ones with just a few buds open. Put it in the shade. Christmas, that thing hadn't opened any more ah. buds. So I asked Trace, 
and Trace uh, told me that uh, they can't be in the shade. Yeah. That's 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 got to be an auction or hormone type of reaction to well, say. I was think I was thinking of uh, all you know the all the uh, mums pe- they use them for the college football. Oh so, yeah. But then you you think of those and mo- almost all of them are in full sun. Yeah. So that 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 isn't a problem. Then. And they've grown in grown in a greenhouse probably. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that mum thing, <laughs> as, as many schools as we've been to, Calvin, I've never heard that. Of course, I, I wasn't studying ornamentals. I was growing fruit and vegetables and things like that. But uh, that just nailed me. I mean, because I was, I was going to take pictures of that. Mom, as it uh, yeah, and it's always been one of your favorite flowers. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So Trey says, if you get the mums and they have got some blooms, have got some buds that are not open yet, those will not open. You better keep them in the sun. Okay. Well, there's there's more questions here. To what degree in the sun? Does morning sun do it? I think. Half day. I mean, ideally, that's where you'd plant them, anyways, where they get half day direct sun. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably the most of us. Even even if it's just accidental, get, yeah. they get get half at least half a day <laughs> of sun. Well, those those that I was watching next door uh, were under a live oak tree morning and <laughs> evening, and so they got uh-huh. no shade sun. But they sure were pretty there for a long, long time. If you like buds, hmm. oh, the foliage is the shape oh, and yeah, foliage is yeah. pretty. And eventually, that foliage died down. Well, that was that was too easy a question. You you don't have any tough questions where Trace just kind of cringes. Well, that's that was tough for me. Okay, since I've never heard of it. I like it when he just bows his head it's like. <laughs> That's about half the times I come up here. I know, I know. <laughs> but anyway, all, all right. right. So you got uh, uh, you mentioned the bulbs. Uh, we took a break, so we have those now. Um, and uh, on the tulips, yeah, uh, are they chilled or should I chill them before? I think the planting time was you around sh- January. You should put them in a paper bag. Okay, and put them in the refrigerator for a minimum of six to eight weeks. Okay. In a drawer, by themselves. Oh, really? Now, don't do like Jerry and forget them in there for yeah. uh, six to eight years. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, why do they have to be in a drawer by themselves? Well, other things create gas, which can slow up or screw up the bulb. All right, well, that's a good point. If you I don't if, apples and things like that. If and I it, don't have a drawer that's. Uh, Empty? Can I use just a Ziploc or? A, I, would, I would not put them in a Ziploc bag. Oh, because they want air. In, I would put them in a paper bag. Oh, paper bag. Okay. If those mm-hmm. still you don't want them to get moist in there and rot. Oh, uh, rats. Hmm. Okay. But you don't want to put them in there with the vegetables that emit a gas. <laughs> you know, no, no. no so put, no, put, them, put them in your meat and cheese drawer, Milton. There you okay. go. Oh, I could do that. Yeah. No bub wants to be locked up with a bunch of gas. A gassy vegetable is the worst. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's embarrassing for everybody involved. <laughs> All right. 
210-308-8867. Poor Trace. I know. 210-308-8867. I'm sure you could recruit new people. So uh. Six to eight weeks in a non by themselves in the fridge. And then I thought we planted them around January 1st. It, whenever it gets cold, it stays that way. So well, is that, I, would, I would have said Christmas, but... Okay. Well, yeah. Sometimes because, that's not cold yet. Because if you get them into the planting and then it gets warm, they don't last very long. They're but, coming up. Okay. Yeah. And the deer, a deer will be stand, standing there waiting for them. And the, well, the squirrels like the bulbs, for sure. Yeah. Oh, but the, but the deer they eat the, the tops, tops, right? How about feral cats? Do they like the bulbs? I don't know. I don't they think they like they're the squirrels. a problem. Okay. Squirrels. Yeah, the squirrels are the problem. That's the problem. I would hope the feral cats would keep the squirrels away. You remember those people that used to have all those tulips? Uh, and uh, the they had, they had to put a, a wire, uh, chicken wire. Over the tops so to keep those squirrels from oh, that's an idea. digging them out and eating them. <laughs> what if I throw some gassy vegetables out there? Is, would that make the what? Will that keep the squirrels away? Put what? Some that? gassy vegetables? No, no. The <laughs> raccoons and opossums <laughs> would love it. Okay. <laughs> All right, we have to take a quick break and come back. When we come back, we'll talk to James. 210 308 8867. Back in a moment on 9 30 a.m. The answer. A little bit of everything in Texas. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Don't forget with the cooler weather that seems to be here, uh, you might hear some activity in your walls or attic. And if you want to get rid of that problem, you call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. If you're hearing uh, maybe uh, some big old thuds or you're just hearing some little scritchies. Well, Spider-Man can take care of both those problems and help you uh, prevent the problems from coming back. So from rats to roaches, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you uh, time and time again or develop a plan to keep them away from the house. That's uh, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. Or online, you can go to Spider-Man Pest Control by going to go. SpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. There, your web of protections is 1976. All right, James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, James. What's going on today? Oh, nice weather. A little breezy, but it's nice out in the sun. Uh, and I'm in the wind, so I hope you can hear me okay. So far, so good. Okay. Uh, specifically, well, if Trace is still there, does y'all talking about bulbs? What he got into? Does he have any uh, ice poly daffodils, or is he gone already? He walked away. Okay, we'll, I, we'll I ask call him. Ice poly daffodils. Ice follies. Okay. Yeah, I planted yeah. them years ago at my old house, and, and they came back for a few years. They were really nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've, I've uh, had good luck with them too. Yeah, he didn't. Um, he didn't mention daffodils. I don't. Think. Oh yeah, he did. No, did he? he did not. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> Well, did you slap Calvin over there? Daffodils, but I, he didn't mention that ice follies. He didn't mention any of the yeah, specifics. Yeah. In fact, I was the reason I know he mentioned it because I was thinking of the same question. Oh, which, oh he which did. Are, I must have missed it. Okay. Which which selections? Don't ever admit to Calvin right, okay? Yeah. Calvin, Calvin was right. Okay. No, hey, no. <laughs> 
Hey, specifically, Don't do it. I cut well, back can, on my my container I, ornamental. I've been, I've been trying to improve my reaction to being right. <laughs> I, oh. Just so you know, there's so few times that I can go on for a whole year taking credit for the single one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I had a saying, but I'm going to leave it because it's not too nice, and I don't want to do that to Calvin. He doesn't want that. Yeah. Hey, listen, specifically on some of my ornamental blooming plants, I got bougainvillea, tropical hibiscus. I got a hardy hibiscus in a half whiskey barrel and some other similars, a few others. Um, I cut back on the fertilizer. I used a miracle Grow 15-30-15. Yeah, and uh, now then, it's they call it Bloom Booster. Actually, I think that's what Miracle Grow used to be. Their standard was fifteen thirty fifteen, but they changed it a few years back. But so when do I window it? Since it's going to be getting cooler, and I'm going to overwinter these in the garage, if you will, with heat source. When do I cut back on the on the feeding? Uh, probably uh, now. Oh God! <laughs> because it'll, it'll, it'll take <laughs> it'll take it'll take them uh, a while to respond to that fertilizer. Okay. So uh, yeah, and you don't want them to grow big when you're trying to protect them. Right. Okay. The bougainvillea got set back in the summer, but it recovered. Thought I lost it, but it's it's blooming up a storm now. So I gave it a dose of Miracle Curl yesterday. So that should probably be the last one. You think for this? This growing yeah, season? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay, also, I got two desert rows in small pots. They're two different sizes. One's larger than the other. Um, cut back on the fertilizer. They're going to go inside probably this week for the winter since it's cooling off at night. So do I do I keep feeding those over the winter if they're in the house or no, I, lay off the- I, I don't think you keep feeding any of your house plants over the winter. Uh, okay. ma- maybe the, I, I think d- you're one of the few people that even worries or thinks about it. Uh, <laughs> I you know, think that uh, I, I, I imagine the uh, uh, orchid people and the uh, African violet people give them a uh, reduced fertilization, like my half strength or less, uh-huh. uh, during sometime during the winter, maybe every month. Like, uh, like in the greenhouse when they're yeah, inside? Yeah, yeah, in the greenhouse. But okay. uh, only only half a string. Okay. One more quick one. In the pot, too, I have, uh, uh, I, I wanted a regular chive, but all they had at my plant center was a garlic chive, and it's done really well. It's full. It's real bushy, and I'm going to put that in the garage, too. Uh, or do I need to? Because I remember years ago I had chives outside every year, and they never froze back. So what you, about said gar- you said garlic? Garlic chive. Chive. Oh, no. You, I never. You, you don't worry about them sh- uh, freezing. Oh, freezing back. Huh? I have to sleep okay. them out. They're okay. pretty tough. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, thank man. you for calling. All right. Okay, I, you I, take care. I, I always wondered what people use chives for. I guess some people must cook with them. But, I mean, no, Judy, my wife, always had chives. Yeah. But I never could figure out other than... They cut, they cut them up and uh, put them in sauces and things. Like, so, uh, for, for an onion-like taste? Yeah, or, yeah. Or is there some distinctive... You put put a lot of garlic in... Uh, uh, but a chi- are chi- chives, do they the, taste like... Yeah. I the, never thought of them tasting like garlic, but they I guess it's... They smell more like onion. Yeah, you you probably smell them. 
Well, no, that's right. Yeah, I thought chives were like onions. Like, yeah. There yeah. were? Like you get a potato, you get it with a... Uh, yeah, well, that's good. That's, you're, cheese, that's right. That cheese and chives. Cheese, sour cream, chives. They yeah. Don't, yeah, they don't even cook, cook the but chives. But they're not like garlic. They're like onions. Okay. That's good. You made me hungry now. Uh-oh. <clears throat> I've got those baked potatoes up there. And, uh, Uh-oh, do you? And ch- chives out in the garden that I Uh-oh. keep watering and fertilizing, wondering, why am I doing this? What are they for? <laughs> All right, yeah. 210-308-8867. We'll answer your chive questions at 210-308-8867. I was going to ask uh, Trace where you got that uh, elephant garlic. Uh, I guess he got it out of California or some arid place like that. I don't uh, know. Because, uh, like I said, Malcolm used to be the one that was growing out all over the place. I met people in the men's garden club would uh, always have some around for people to use. But I never have really heard that it was for sale. But anyway, maybe somebody got into the to the market. Uh, Calvin says it is this things to do this week in the garden. He says uh, it's not too late to apply an herbicide to prevent the germination of winter weeds such as beggar's lice, annual bluegrass. Uh, when wind just came up. Uh, thistle and chickweed. Whoa! Hello. <laughs> Quite a win. Uh, and uh, I think it doesn't help with these uh, balloons here are going to lift us right out of the park. Yeah. The uh, uh, the, pro- the products uh, are called Crew, C-R-E-W, and Dimension. Aren't some of those mixed, uh, or is that crew? Yeah, that crew is a combination, combination. for broadleaf and grasses. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and dimension is one is one that does really well too on both of them. That's a Calvin uh, talking about uh, to strengthen the spring nectar sources for monarchs and other butterflies. Include larkspur and blue curl in the mix of wildflowers. Uh, yeah, so there's some wonderful cherry. Expo- hey, girl. Hey there, Lula. Jerry exposed us to uh, some of the mix, uh, the wildflower seed mixes uh, last uh, winter or last fall. Yeah. And uh, gosh, yeah, they, they did well. Uh, and uh, even during the heat and drought, yeah, there was no competition for them, I guess. <laughs> oh. But uh, and, and, but uh, yeah, the but larkspur and blue curl also did. Really, well, I guess blue curl did much better than larkspur, I guess. But yeah. uh, but uh, those are a good. They're not in most. Let's see, larkspur is in most of those um, mixes, but the blue curl isn't. You yeah. have to go to Native American seed to yeah. get the. Make sure the seed talked about what to do for the wildflower seed. Make sure the seed can make contact with the soil. Uh, 
I don't think that's going to be a problem in my yard. <laughs> I, I don't think it's, it's going to be crowded out soil. by any uh, sod that uh, survives. Uh, but anyway, it's... Uh, yeah, um, if the rain started now, this would be an ideal uh, <laughs> year for wildflowers because they would be, the timing would just be perfect. They'd, of course, the winter weeds are, are sitting and they're ready yeah, for action, yeah. too. So everything. So, so is, that's why you say it's not too late to put a. Yeah, that's what I. You're, you're going to sacrifice. You're not going to stop everything, but. I'm, There's a lot of stuff waiting to come up. For sure. <laughs> and uh, Tra- Trace is an advocate of uh, more than one application of Oh, those. yeah. Um, I've, I've had pretty good luck with one, one application. What about our grass burrs? Our people in Wilson County are going to destroy their state plant, state flowering mm-hmm. plant? Well, <laughs> the, the, if they uh, could see the march, they would go for the... Yeah. For this... Uh, for this, I, I don't, I don't think grass, grass and the and the stickers. Yeah, I don't think grass burrs have germinated yet. Oh no, I haven't oh, seen any. The, no. our, our folks in Wilson County, if you got a good stand of grass burrs, look and see if you have any plants germinating. Some, some of them got some serious rain. Oh, did they? Yeah, well, they yeah, got but rain. But it was a one-time thing, so... I mean, but I'm, I'm I'm with you. I don't think that much for sandburrs is going... Because mm. I usually get some. But I... Yeah. I got bare ground. I mean... <laughs> just... I can't quite figure this out. My dogs don't like to walk on it. You know, when I go out to water the plants... Yeah. And, they sat, they kind of sit up at the top and, uh, uh, and <laughs> if they're if you're you know if there's sandburrs yeah. I can understand that but there's no sandburrs all it is is dirt yeah in fact if you got all dirt uh, you know what they could come to Millburgers and get what those uh, pavers or walk thing that you walk on uh, oh yeah that's right they're that's still on sale pavers very uh-huh. very cheap price. Yeah. What are they? The uh, concrete pavers. The yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are, yeah, those are very nice. Yeah. For a I bargain. Put, when I was putting them down, <laughs> I put them too far apart for, for you some to tr- people to walk on. Oh. So you trip? It had to be pretty close, yeah. But, uh, all good, right. good That's, for me. Well, we Trace is here. Let's ask. Let's well, hold on. Let's remind- during the news because we got a code of oh. news right now. Be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. Right after we get you caught up with the news. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. 1604 on Boulevardy Road. 9.30 a.m. The answer. We're back. With Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Or come by and visit with us. There's so many folks here having a great time doing shopping, enjoying the weather. 
pictures. warm sun on a cool day. It feels great. Lots, oh, of, pictures. lots of pictures being taken. Cool. And I'm seeing one, two, three, four dogs so far. Five dogs. There's yeah. one over there. We got uh, a- do need to speak with the train operator. He is not uh, holding up his... Uh, oh. <laughs> Apparently the dog is, though. <laughs> the, the dog. <laughs> I think he's barking zombies, zombies, zombies. <laughs> is that a beagle? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Beagles are quite vocal, as I understand. Yeah. That one sure is. That one, yes. He, that one wanted to make sure everyone understood him. Uh, but, so, yeah, you can so come what, out for pictures. Yes, sir? What did we learn during the break? Uh, about? All daffodils. All daffodils are? are narcissus, but not all narcissus are, are daffodils. daffodils. Okay. So, for James's sake, we have something that's similar in appearance. And it's the avalanche narcissus um, that he might look up and see whether that would meet. It does look very similar. It's extremely but, similar. Yeah. Um, but he's, he likes it because it's uh, one that comes back. Yeah. Every do narcissus year. come back? Some do. Some, Some do. Some don't. Okay. All right. What other bulbs did we have? We had the... Uh, the re- yeah. reblooming flags. Right. We had that the mean, and what you mean garlic. by that is we had the bloom spring and fall, right? Correct. We had okay. the garlic. We had uh, elephant garlic, which is pretty. I like and that. And we had the allium, and we had. Um, oh, we talked about oh, tulips. two different varieties of hyacinths. One oh, variety yeah, of okay. tulip. There's two more dogs. This is puppy and central. Paper whites. Okay. Three more. Oh, and they're dressed in Halloween costumes. Oh, no. I like that with little hats on. Oh, yeah. it's from Guide Dogs of. Uh, it's a guide dog for the blind. I guess they're being. Four dogs. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just taking them out to test them. That's cool. To acclimate them. All right, 210 308 8867. So that's the bulb situation. <laughs> All right, did you have more questions for Trace? Uh, I was just reading that Calvin's. Uh, he's talking about. Uh-oh, well, hang on. Let's let's talk to Marty at two one zero three zero eight. Okay. Marty's got a question on dwarf porterweed and ruby crush at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's going on, Marty? What you doing? Right. How y'all guys doing? We're doing happy, great. Happy, happy Halloween to you guys. Thank you. You too. Uh, I have a couple of questions. I have the, the dwarf uh, porterweed and uh, the red one. Yeah, and I got I got a lot of blooms on it, and the bees are going going like ninety on it. But okay. um, I want to make sure that that um, uh, it's the red one. I don't have the other one. I want to know um, if if the if it goes down to close to freezing, will this thing uh, tolerate the freeze, and will it come back? Is it an annual or a perennial? It won't come back. It won't tolerate the freeze. You'll okay. have to. I don't. I don't know of anybody. That, uh, Trace maybe does. Maybe that's successful in and uh, bringing it over the winter. Yeah. Is, is it in a pot or in the soil? It's in the soil. Okay. I'm going to try and move uh, move mine into the some of mine into the greenhouse again just to see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're very sensitive to the cold. Get a nice big cardboard box. Wad up some paper. Stick it over there and then cover that with something. Okay. And, and increase your chances. But, uh, okay. Yeah, 40, year, 40 degrees are going to start being unhappy. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. I appreciate that. 
Okay, that's my second question. I have a, a Ruby Crush, and I got uh, a Gangbusters, a bunch of blooms. But I want those those blooms, if I could, to turn into fruit. Do I give it the Osmocode treatment, or, or what do I do? I'm sorry, what, the Ruby Crush. It it went in the bloom, what? what? Lots of blooms, but he's Lots not getting fruit yet. Is it in full sun? Yeah. It's in full sun, yes. I got it in a raised, raised bed. Because mo- um, I think most of the ruby crushes are bearing some fruit. Lots of blooms, of course. Right. But, but not... My, mine have enough that I get one or two every time I go by the plant, but uh, not not like numbers I'm expecting. Yeah, maybe uh, uh, maybe it'll start soon well, now that we're having this cool weather, especially the cool nighttime. Yeah, night, yeah. yeah. Well, I know the cool weather has stimulated the blooms. It, 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 it's really going to town as far as production. Well, and if you you haven't fertilized it, yeah, give it some Osmocote or something. Or okay, uh, no, it's too so, late. Well, soluble fertilizer or something. There some you kind. go. Okay, I got, I got fertilizer and I have the Osmocote. So I'll no, put, don't, don't put Osmocote on it. No? Now, it's not time. I mean, it won't have time to do its full work. Okay. So the fertilizer would be okay. Yeah, the miracle, the so water soluble fertilizer. Water soluble, like okay. Miracle Grow, Rapid Grow. <laughs> <laughs> Get go. <laughs> I have Get to say that for Trace. <laughs> he said okay. he says that's been on, that hasn't been on the market in thirty years. <laughs> okay, well I'll but. keep that in mind. And, and you guys are great, and thank you for the great information. I do appreciate it. Okay, well, thank you for calling. Talk yeah, to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, let's see, let's see. Calvin writes in the things to do this week in the garden. says, review your plans for planting shrubs and shade trees for the winter in light of the weather forecast. <laughs> If the weather will be moderate, when has it been moderate here? Mm. Moderate, um, moderately hot. <laughs> year, years past. Um. <laughs> and we will receive some rain. Listen, Eddie. This guy is optimistic. It is reasonable to start planting again. <laughs> However, the foreseeable future... Soak the new plants in the hole before the the root ball is put in place. And also, hang on, Mike. The uh, we hadn't had rain, significant rain, uh, in three three to four years. So you're going to have to water, especially trees. You're going to have to water that root ball. Uh, Every other day, at least. Fill fill that hole, that initial yeah, planting initially. up, and then uh, be generous with the uh, with the water during the growing season, and yeah, just uh, don't let it dry out. Mike is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Mike. What's your spinach Hi. question? I, all I want to know is when is a good time to start planting spinach. A oh, good time to tar- start planting spinach. I'm gonna. Yep. I'm gonna plant mine now. Uh, I, uh, uh, well, we used to have two tables full of it, 
and there's about one half table left, so I think there's a lot of folks out there planting spinach right right now. Yeah, spinach and lettuce have been flying off the table. Spinach and lettuce. So, so so now now this some of us would probably in past years probably wait a little while, but uh, this is nice cool weather and <laughs> and uh, kind of, we're kind of in, encouraged to take advantage of it. Yeah. Okay, I appreciate it. Do you know the varieties you're going to pick? You're going to come to Millburgers uh, and get the right varieties? Uh, only one. <laughs> I'd almost have to stay in a motel to drive that far, but I've got some. <laughs> I got some seeds at the house. And that's what I'm going to use. Oh, okay. I, I heard Jerry said he'd put you up in a room. Yeah, Jerry will take care of you. <laughs> as long as he feeds me. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, uh, we'll have to get a large spinach. Yeah. <laughs> there won't, there well, won't be any Brussels sprouts. Yeah. No, no Brussels sprouts. Oh, I love Brussels sprouts. I'm, I am six foot eight, and I weigh 270, about 272 right now, so I'm <laughs> easy to feed. The, uh, uh, Jerry says he can't afford to feed you now. <laughs> the, what, what are the seed packets filled, filled with? What are I did, uh, do what? The blooms down? Yeah, I, I, I don't remember what about. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, the, the the problem with that is uh, the ones we sell down here as transplants are hybrids that are resistant to disease and insects. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, Bloomingdale, uh, that's an old, old variety, so it, it doesn't make nice heads like we get on our, our uh, the ones we sell Actually, down here. Where do you yeah. live, Mike? Down near Poteet. Oh, Okay. Oh, quit it. That's not that far. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's not even a day I'm drive away. <laughs> the gophers have stolen his uh, uh, truck, and they... Uh, I guess so. He can't get here. Ate the tire, tires <laughs> off. That's right. Thank you, Mike. All right, thank you. All right. You didn't want to ask Mike about they used cut to. ants or... What, 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 what was it? Cut ants or... Um, sticker burrs. Sticker burrs, yeah. Uh, All right, 210 I'm sure he's got his share of them. Yeah. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Man, we are we are uh, guide dog central here. It's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's. I wonder what they're doing. I, I, are they kind? Of, looks like they're kind of testing them. Well, we'd already taken a couple of pictures, but I told her to try to gather up as many as one spot. Yeah, I know they used to walk through our neighborhood, and the idea was to train them to get used to traffic and and stuff like that. They're amazing. What guide dogs can do. Um, they won't change chase cats. They will not chase cats. <laughs> okay. And they've and ignored they, the pumpkins. And they can warn you if there's if you're walking down the sidewalk and there's a a, a crack in the sidewalk or a limb that's too low. Yeah. They know how to warn you. Is that right? Isn't that yeah, they would warn Jerry and I just before we fell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they might, they might warn you in time, but Jerry, uh, yeah, Jerry, they're, they're sick of Jerry. He's, he's going down. They cannot help you get up. Uh, I don't know, but I'll have to ask if they okay. if they come over. We'll ask them. Okay, but that's neat. Yeah, there must be twelve, fifteen. I don't know. At least at least twelve. They're everywhere. They they're, really are. Pretty much all look like they're labs. Yeah, I think labs uh, are a good size, and they're well trained. Uh, they're well adapted to. Uh, they like training. people. When I interviewed the folks with guide dogs of Texas, 
I'm not sure if this is guide dogs or not, but uh, Texas or not. But um, yeah, they said labs were, were uh, in fact, they uh, they buy they produce their own litters of dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your uh, labradoodle probably is a good one too. Temperament and size. Didn't you used to do labradoodles? Golden doodles. Golden doodles. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. One of those doodles. Close. Huh? I was close. A, a, a retriever and a lab are different, I guess. <laughs> also, Calvin. Terry's <laughs> trying to get us away from the dog conversation. Calvin mentioned that uh, to maintain your water supply in bird baths with a cert- with, uh, recirculation devices and consider uh, providing seed and uh, suet uh, to the winter resident birds. Oh! There's it's a Westie. Sorry. There, there. That's probably the head of the whole team there on the 15th. Uh-huh. What happened? He's, he's, not, wearing a, West he's, he's not wearing a guide dog. Uh, you no. know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we, we forget pretty often that uh, the bird still needs some water. And uh, Jeremy, uh, my son's uh, started filling up the... Uh, Bird bath, a little more uh, maintains it better than I did. But uh, the birds are still coming, and uh, I'm sure they'd like a little food with it. And he yeah. said, uh, providing seed and suet to the resident bird. If the bird food's flavored with hot pepper, the birds will seek it out. But the squirrels will avoid it. Also, you you don't want the squirrels to be eating that uh, hot hot pepper flavored uh, seed because it makes the meat hot. And uh, hunters say wild turkeys eat those peppers, and you can't eat the turkey. It's so hot. Oh, really? The meat's so hot. Huh. Trace would like it. I would. Yeah. yeah. Can you? I think that that one place we interviewed a long time ago sold it. Can you buy squirrel? Can I, you just? I don't. I don't think I've ever seen it for sale anywhere. Uh, okay. I mean, not at H E B, but are there like exotic, quote unquote, exotic meat places that? Well, if you Ed, buy squirrel in San Antonio, call well, us. Well, Edmund, you know, we didn't we quiz Edmund about? Oh, we'll have to Prusky. ask Edmund. Yeah, we'll ask Edmund where you get squirrel. I don't know if he has it or not. Oh. Well, the question probably probably does not have it, but did he ever have it? Okay. Maybe a good, kind of a fun question. I'll text him. I imagine we could have some of our listeners uh, uh, furnishing squirrel to. Uh, I was going to ask him. Well, he's had he's had geese and rabbits. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know about squirrels. So. Right. I'm texting him. He's going to get irritated. Okay. Oh, come on, Milton. Ask me a real question. All right. 210-308-8867. They've got some boudin dishes uh, that sound really good. Uh, they have, like, alligator meat with boudin sausage. And yeah. Talk about Prusky's Meat Market in there at Atkins. We'll tell you more about them in a little while. All right. You want to take a break? Do we have a second? to? We're right up on one. We can do one. 210-308-8867. Let's take a break and come back in a moment. 
8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. Nancy. Any old place I call my home, I gotta go. I got Texas in and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Hey, uh, we were talking about watering plants and uh, with that new plant or that even that established plant that's uh, uh, you want to keep that root ball wet and keep it watered efficiently. You want to use the water carefully. That's where that tree hugger sprinkler comes in. Um, go to treehuggersprinklers.com to see what it looks like. We try to describe it over the air, and uh, it's... Uh, it's it's not challenging, but uh, if you've been here to Millburgers or H-E-B, you've seen them. They look like big green donuts. They're hard plastic and look like big green donuts. And um, Green you, uh, donuts? Yeah, they're big green, like a big little green tire. How's that? Oh. Is that better? Does that make you feel better? No, how about do, do, donuts with frosting on them? Or? No, no, no. Oh, no, oh, oh, just, oh so you're not... You're not trying to make, make not me to, hungry for no, donuts. No, 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 oh, no. Just trying to get sorry, you. Sorry, sorry. Trying to give you a tool to help your trees and yard. Um, but, yeah, so there's a 7-inch, 11-inch, and 15-inch size. And um, you want it has a, a little hinge on it. And so you can open it up. Your tree hugger may sound different. And close it or hug it around the base of the tree. And then you has a little valve on it, so you can turn it up just a little bit to water the root ball. Okay. Again, your tree hugger may sound different. Or you can turn it up a lot. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, your tree hugger will sound better if it has any sound at all. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you can you get the idea to water away from the root ball and uh, water the drip line. And uh, I use mine for a variety of things, uh, including, and I noticed with the warm, with the cooler weather, even the watering that I did early this week, it's still looking good, which is great. It quarters deep, and that's what I like about it. At the Tree Hugger Sprinklers on sale here at Millburgers or H-E-B. Come check them out or learn more about them at treehuggersprinklers.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. Oh, this is interesting. Um, Edmund, we talked to Edmund Prusky. I, I texted him. He does not sell squirrel, and he says that the way that you would have to do them, uh, he's doubting that anyone might. But he does sell rabbit. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What does rabbit taste like? I'll have to ask Chicken. (laughs) Okay. Tastes like chicken. Okay. Light. Yeah, light chicken. It's good. Very good. All right. I haven't had it in a long time, but I just remembered it being good. (laughs) You know, I, I raised rabbits for a while. Oh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I had I had a trouble. I thought it would be very nice and refreshing to eat a fresh killed rabbit. Yeah, you know we hunt wild. We hunt rabbits in Tennessee big time with beagles. It's fun. Okay, but uh, these are pen raised rabbits, so they should be milder and. Tastes really good. And calmer. So I I started the barbecue pit, went down the hill, (laughs) and uh, killed me a rabbit. Dressed it out, brought it up, put it on the grill. 
My family wouldn't touch it. <laughs> because when I put it on the table, cooked to oh. perfection, oh. Yeah. the kids ran out the door, ran down the hill to see which one I'd eaten. Thumper. Thumper, why, Jamie? Why? <laughs> so John Vanek, who used to raise rabbits all his life, uh, said, well, you solve that problem by putting them in the freezer, killing them and cleaning them and putting them in the freezer. That way, they don't know which one you eat. Oh, okay. But it was, it was a sad thing. They gave me a bunch of hell about that. None of the rabbits at Prusky's have names. That's <laughs> so okay. Yeah. But uh, those girls of mine just... Well, even ducks and geese. Especially yeah. geese you get infection for. Them. <laughs> they, well, there's a lot of them, their personalities are not not as uh, pleasant as, uh, as some of the other animals. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What else you got there? I was looking... And Neil Sperry's deal, and somebody asked him about <laughs> the last te- Texas superstar that was named. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, the tree? Uh, yeah, the tree. said, uh, you, you remember it was called uh, Monterey Oak? Or White Oak, I thought. Yeah, okay. Monterey Oak. Okay. Uh, that was one of the names for it that was given to it by uh, people at uh, Lone Star Nursery, which is out side of town here. Mexican Whitehall? Uh, yeah, and I and I mentioned to it at that time that it came out of Mexico. Specifically Monterey, Texas. Mex- Monterey, Mexico. Yeah, Ma- Mexico. Uh, but somebody somebody called us on it and said after all the weather challenges we we are needing to plant two shade trees. We have read about the Mexican white oak, also called Monterey oak, and the fact that Texas A&M has named it a Texas superstar tree. But I've also read where you say that you cannot recommend it for the northern half of the state. Good point. Can you help us understand a bit better, please? (laughs) Neil Reisbach says, thanks for asking. Anyone who follows my comments knows that I have uh, respect and and endorse the great work of the Texas A&M. Uh, I worked for the Extension Service for seven years, and my dad was a professor and research scientist for... Uh, 27 years with Texas A&M. Their press release of September 20th uh, said that uh, it paints in glowing terms as I can understand the confusion. The species Quercus (laughs) texamorphin has been uh, reported in our location in the United States, Valverde County, Texas, in 1992. However, it had been grown in the nursery trade prior to that 
from Akron brought in from Mexico. That talk about Lynn Lowry mm. and Paul Cox, maybe. Uh, but uh, I brought I brought several trees to from extremely an extremely reputable uh, garden center in the. Uh, in the in the let's see in the Dallas area, wind's blowing me again. Uh, and around 1980, around 1980, my trees had grown to a uh, large size. When uh, they were hit by freezing weather that began just before Christmas and extended into early January. Almost 300 consecutive hours of below 32 degrees. Said I lost both trees. Years later on my Facebook, Dozens of gardeners in the San Antonio and other South Texas areas reported losing mature Mexican white oaks following the bitter cold of February 2021. Granted, even larger numbers of people have lost live oaks, but there are also thousands of times more live oaks in Texas landscape than Mexican white oaks. And I, I still, I do still recommend live oaks. My own personal experience with an uh, ultra limited sample size two tree, but it is disappointing to lose a shade tree. I can't easily recommend one that I know has a flaw without at least mentioning it. That's interesting. And he's, he's right, those things came directly out of Mexico. Uh, a park there around Monterey. Uh, Why would they name them a Texas superstar if they if they're flawed? Well, some of the people they have on that committee now, <laughs> the really pros have okay have uh, kind of retired, and oh, so they've okay. got youngsters on there like David Rodriguez. Oh, okay. uh, do we sell the Mexican white oak? Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Monterey. But they're okay around here. Yeah. But what he's saying is they're out of Mexico, and uh, it don't get that cold in Mexico. They get real uh, tall? I, or, I could have sworn it's from the mountains in Mexico. No, it's from Monterey, if you call that mountain. I, I heard... Uh, very alkaline situation and mountain situation. Oh, okay. So I would have thought it had got cold. Mm. Well, there's a testimonial. They froze. <laughs> but in Dallas. But in Dallas. Yeah. Dallas, North Texas. But around here, I think they'll be okay. It's a beautiful tree. And yeah, I'm going to look it up. Uh, Milton, I, I can vouch for we lost one oh, okay. at six degrees. And ours, ours are not in the ground. They were in pots. Yeah, which makes them more susceptible. Correct. Right? Yeah. Ooh, well, 40, 40 feet tall. Do what? Uh, Medium-sized oak to 40 feet tall. Yeah. They're big. Yeah. They get there fast, too. Huh. 
Okay, which is what everybody wants. <laughs> uh, another question you got is, what would a pri good privacy shrub be that would grow eight or so feet without a lot of management issues? We get that question a lot. Huh? We get that question a lot. Oh, we yeah. And I bet you Neil didn't ask them it, one time it, about his neighbors and how ugly they were. <laughs> it's in Blackland soil where we have now moved. Would uh, cherry law work or some variety of it? Uh, without question, Neil writes, I would use willow leaf holly. Hmm. Uh, it's perfect height. I know that the planting is in uh downhill slightly from your yard patio so you need a, a, a extra height otherwise I would have suggested dwarf Burford holly it is adapted cherry laurel won't have handle the alkaline soil it will start turning yellow from the deficiency within a few years so no, Stick just, with the hollies. Yeah. Um, is the dwarf going to get tall enough? for how tall will the dwarf Burford holly get? Six foot? Six, six oh, to okay. eight. okay. So it could be. Six to eight foot could be a problem. A regular was like 15 plus. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I noticed something uh, yesterday. There were people in the neighborhood, I guess, with the cool weather. Uh, there's the, they're out doing sod. Are you getting a lot of sod? People come in to get sod? I know yeah, there's two or three Yes, there. although we've been rained out a couple of two or three days. Oh, that's right. You said that. Um, is, this, is this a good time to do it? There's no reason not to. Okay. And uh, are people still coming with grass questions, or are they starting to? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I noticed. This was weird, but I'll tell you in a second. They still coming? Yes, they are. Okay. And is it still related to lack of water? Uh, most of the time. Okay. So here's what I have noticed. What have you noticed? Ooh, I wonder if there's still a drip. Ooh. Okay. So there were a couple homes in our neighborhood where they had to go in and dig because the, a pipe, like a sewer pipe or something, had busted. And so when they do that, they're just throwing soil all over the place, digging down deep and, yeah. and stuff. And then they put the soil back in after they fix the pipe. On both the houses where I know that was done... The rest of the yard is brown. That part of the yard is green. Now, it may not be grass, but it's, <laughs> but it's green. And I'm like, okay, that's odd. Why is that green? And you would think everything would... And for the longest part, maybe it's weeds. I don't know. Y'all have any theories? Is this recent? A half of recent? Yeah, if I, if I walk the dog today, I, I will notice it. Well, who who did the work? Well, I don't know. Was it, uh, was, uh, it was a plumber? Yeah, if saws does yeah. Well, no, saws does work on yeah. like that. They they would water the the spot. Oh, yeah. but this this was done months ago. No, in fact, it was just all soil for the longest time, and now it's the only green part in the yard. So I was just curious. Well, it could it could just be a loose, uh, compacted soil that's gotten oh. loose. And we've had rain since then. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you said it was a busted pipe in there? Water yeah, pipe? Yeah, I was wondering if there might still be some... Yeah, it uh, watered the subsoil, I imagine. Oh, ooh, okay, that's interesting. Because that's, you know, we keep talking about it after four years, 
that subsoil is yeah rock hard and dried out. That's why we have to keep watering even when we're planting at this so, time of the year for two years. Yeah. Well, my theory goes back to what Calvin said, which is now it's a looser soil mix. Yeah. And stuff. It's but not, then, it's but not Jerry, grass, but it's... Jerry's right, though, that that water, water with the... Well, it's probably a combination of the two because the, yeah, the water it, can penetrate easier and then... Oh, maybe so. And then there's water also from the broken pipe. When they were digging it up, it was... It was black. It was. But you see that all the time, Milton. When you, yeah. Well, when they put in new irrigation lines. Oh, really? Yeah, you see the the new line is green. And okay. All righty. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to take a break, but not before I tell you about Prusky's Meat Market on Highway eighty seven in Atkins, Texas. Well worth a drive to go get you. Uh, Oh, man, delicious, delicious meats and uh, terrific service and a wide variety of different stuff, too. Uh, you'll, you'll notice the difference as soon as you walk in the door at Prusky's on Highway 87. Um, that, one, it has the old-fashioned look of a meat market. Two, it's got a huge uh, counter uh, for uh, meats and uh, bacon, pork, chicken. It's got some already wrapped stuff. Lots of great freezer items. And uh, I like what uh, someone told Edmund one time. Well, you and you didn't mention the Swedish sausage. No, no, I was saving that for the end. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, lots of great sausage, too, including Calvin's favorite, which is frozen now. Uh, this is a Swedish sausage, uh, it's, but it's got a little kick to it. It was for... Uh, texified. It was texified a, Swedish yeah, sausage. Texified. Texican Swedish sausage. Uh, but uh, the... Um, if he, oh, what was going to mention? Oh, if, someone told Edmund one time that, uh, you know, they had bought some uh, breast of chicken and stuff from him. And they were amazed how different it tasted from what they, you know, they were expecting it to be the same from what they bought at, uh, I won't mention the store, but a big box store. And he said, yeah, we get that a lot. And that's because it's, uh, you know, it's fresher. They're dealing with different people. Um, and they can watch over it. And um, Prusky's now has the natural meats, no antibiotics, no added uh, growth hormones. So uh, head on over to Prusky's, and uh, you'll get that uh, knowledgeable, uh, the knowledge of a real butcher who can help you, who can cut things to order. Uh, and uh, you can get, you can ask about Calvin's Swedish sausage. <laughs> you can ask about the uh, Polish wedding sausage. It's absolutely great. And uh, yeah, just have them uh, vacuum pack it up for you, and uh, you'll love it. Dealing with Prusky's right there on Highway 87 in Atkins, Texas. Online at Prusky'sMeatMarket.com. That's Prusky'sMeatMarket.com. And it's time to order your Thanksgiving turkeys. Uh, they smoke them right there for you. All right. 210-308-8867. Oh, Trace, we got to take a break, and then we'll come right back and we'll talk with you. <laughs> right after this on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas at 9.30 a.m., The Answer. All right, we mentioned a couple projects. And it occurred to me that if you're thinking of doing some digging or you're thinking of doing some installation of irrigation or just for plants, 
uh, you need to know our friends at CPS Energy want you to remember that before you dig for any project, any project, landscaping or sprinkling system install, you call 811 or go online to texas811.org to have underground utilities marked. It's a free service, won't cost you anything, and helps you avoid fines because it is the law. Texas law requires everyone contact Texas 811 at least two working days before digging or doing any type of ground disturbance. And keep in mind that violations could result in fines. Once utility uh, markers are put in place and located, then you'll be able to dig where it is safe. No one likes surprises like broken utility lines. So grab before you grab your shovel, grab your phone and contact 811. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Yeah, the doggies came up on the porch. <laughs> Did Prusky ever adapt my uh, uh, slogan out there? Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably you, not. You remember what it was? Yes, I do. <laughs> See, mm-hmm. you remember what it was? Yeah. Well, I don't. Not for reasons that... Probably positive. You can't beat our meat. I don't think he, uh, yeah. I don't know why he didn't die. I don't that. know. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What else we got, gentlemen? Well, we got some. We got a, a, about 15 minutes left. Yeah, I'll okay. just re- remind everybody of the, the all the flowers that are available. Oh, yeah. Snap, Snapdragon's, uh, the uh, Sentinel, which is the medium, so about 18 inches, make a good cut flower. Also, good, great border. Uh, much easier to manage than the uh, the larger old the old uh, what is uh, what is that? My favorite uh, Snapdragon. Um, oh yeah, rockets. Yeah, I, li- I still like rockets. Um, but we and we've had rockets here too, and then there's. There's the smaller Snapdragons, also for the small containers. Stocks, lots of stocks there. Very nice fragrances. Isn't that the kind of dog you've raised? Mm-hmm. Yes. There's all sorts of kinds of dogs out here. I know. Everybody. Everything from beagles to... <laughs> yeah, that beagle was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like Al back at the station. Uh, <laughs> that, 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 that little Westy there looks like it might even be... Way less than Tilly. I mean, like yeah. fifteen pounds there or so. Huh. But it, uh, yeah. In, anyway, uh, yeah, a lot of good things to look at out here, and uh, I um, think I think they they've got the best supply of pumpkins. Yeah, definitely high quality pumpkin. Oh gosh, yeah. He he insists on the stem being on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he liked, and then Calvin. Hawks, uh, hawks over to keep the people from picking up by the stem. Now, we ought to sit Calvin out in the middle of the pumpkin patch. There you go. Now we mentioned the thank you the pur- uh, purple uh, porterweed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. A lot of you have been u- having the red uh, miniature for all season. Now the purple was starting to bloom. A larger plant. And uh, just as popular with the uh, pollinators, so there's, there's a number of those here at uh, Millburgers too, along with uh, 
Oh, land still lantanas and uh, yeah. ruelia, a lot you, of dianthus. And speaking of purple, so for those, let me see if I've got this right. You might think of lantana as being a spring-summer bloomer, mm-hmm. but we've got the purple lantana, which is more of a fall-winter bloomer. That's oh, a good yeah. point. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and it's it's right it's now blooming, they, yeah. they're blooming up, but they they do you see as any, long as the weather stays mild they'll keep blooming into the winter. Yeah, uh, do you see any white ones out there? Uh, at one time they had. Uh, I actually do see uh, a few, uh, one or two up there. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then there's of course there's there's some of the other. Uh, uh, exotics they're still in, in full bloom and looking good too but the, yeah but those uh, as Milton uh, brought up the these we expect the the purple to continue to bloom and then the bloom early in the spring as well yeah. and then can you do the uh, I've seen them as uh, trailing down fences and stuff um, like in Monta Vista they'll have a a home that's that's kind of up and they'll have a I forget what you call it, a little molt wall that stops the soil from... Yeah, from, yeah. Uh, but they'll have the lantana planted, and it's trailing down there. So could you use those and hang Absolutely. the Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. I think the, the one that I... Uh, the planting I saw that was the most attractive, I think, was at the Uvalde Extension Office. On the, um, one of the mailboxes. <laughs> it was about eight feet and just a couple feet out towards the road, and they had uh, that purple spreading lantana everywhere. Just spectacular. Yeah. Right was it during in the winter or it was, late fall? It was uh, about this time of the year. Yeah. And it, but it was, and then it was uh, following another a hot summer too. Yeah. So it still was uh, <laughs> looking good. I think that thing is pretty prettier in the in the fall. Than it is all year in the summer. Now I don't know if it blooms more in the fall. It may be a photoperiodic response because that thing, uh, the prettiest I've ever seen, and I did a TV program by it, was right up uh, Fredericksburg, right up from the uh, Ken's TV uh, location, and I mean it was in, it was in front of a church. And they had it in raised beds, and it was weeping over, over the side. Over the ledges. Huh? And you couldn't put a nickel between the blooms. I mean, it was just solid bloom. Huh. All right. So, so, uh, Sorry. Bud is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Bud, what's going on? Well, I got another question about uh, my rain lilies. Okay. Did you hear me yesterday? <laughs> I was saying, remember we, we saw the, the reddish uh, bud? I was seeing those on the rain lilies, too, so I can understand why you might have seen that. No, I, uh, I, I guess I didn't hear that yesterday. Okay. Oh, it's genius. Genius, bud. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was probably 10 days ago, maybe 13, I'm not sure. Uh, I found those, which I was questioning, well, are those oxbloods? Right. And I, d- I dug some of them up and put them in a pot. Uh, and, so and, were and they I, in your yard, bud? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I got hundreds of them out here. 
Oh, it, really? How did they get? How did he get out there? Oh, how did he get planted? Where did it come from? I have no idea where they came from. It's not the oxblood. It's it's rain lilies, plain old rain lilies. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, they they are they're I, natural. I'm 76 years old. I grew up on this place, and then, of course, there was 20 years when I was someplace else. Uh, but um, all my life, you know, these rain lilies have been out here, but there's really a whole flourish of them now. Anyway, I've never really paid attention to them until now. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, I dug those things up, and then when they actually got flowers, they were white, and I called you and said, well, I know what they are. They're rain lilies. Yeah. Now, in that pot... The, uh, the flowers are gone, but there's kind of uh, uh, like where the center of the flower was, there is now, I'm going to call it a bud or a teardrop. Yeah. It kind of looks like a teardrop with the uh, uh, wide part sticking up most yeah. away from the plant. Yeah. I'm, 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 my question on that is, are there a bunch of little seeds in that? Yes, uh, yes. They uh, are. They're just, gonna... just wait till the uh, that pod uh, turns brown and shoots them off. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All, yeah. all the all those in your landscape out there, spread out through the years, uh, came up from seed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then speak. they. Each each one of those little seeds, I'm I'm imagining they're really tiny seeds. Oh each yeah. One, each, each one would produce a plant, and then that bulb that's underneath the ground, that's when that bulb gets produced, right? Yeah. Now I don't know how old, <laughs> how old they have to be before they bloom, but uh, that's that they come from seed. And that's I guess that's why they. If you've ever if you dug one of those things up, you realize. And the seed, it's seed does not take long. And it's deep. Yeah, the seed does not take long to mature. You know, I'm, oh. I'm thinking at, at the most two years, but I'm thinking a lot of them are up in a year. Oh yeah, okay. Oh well, well these these pods up there at the top of the plant, they're green right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, wait till they, they turn they, they, yellow they and then brown. Bigger. They may get bigger. They're not even as big as my uh, fingernail on my smallest finger on my hand. They're about half that size. Well, the plant itself is small, right? The rain lily is a oh, small the, the, plant. Well, it's it's got a real skinny stem. You know, yeah. Skinny yeah. trunk. Well, have you? I, I'll give you a challenge. Have you seen any pink ones out there? Uh, Amongst well, the at, white? At, at, at one point, these did have pink. Most of that no, pink, I'm talking about the flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most most of the pink was before the flower opened. Mm-hmm. That's okay. what I noticed. But there is in the population a pink, and of course the the ones that bloom all the time is white. So uh, keep your eye out on for uh, a different color. Okay. Well, they, they they did start out with quite a bit of uh, what I was calling reddish brown. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks, all right. bud. Thanks for calling. Bye, bud. Yeah. Thank you all. Bye. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So, will your oxblood lilies have seeds, Calvin? Will your oxblood lilies have seeds? You know, I don't even. I didn't I don't never that. notice that they do. No, they, I think they spread by uh, multiplying yeah. the bulbs. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
And they don't, you know, they're not long to bloom. No. no. Two weeks? Yeah. That's, that's was my problem with them when we were. But they're, they're spectacular when they bloom. That's right. Yeah. And they, did, they do spread. <laughs> you, you start with about, I don't know what we started with, eight. And then yeah. you got, within a few years, you got hundreds. Yeah, I, I've seen bunches of them in uh, the L- people that are 75 and older. And they started with just one or two. And now they've got them lying in their yard, because oh. uh, they would they let them multiply, and then they would sh- divide them and spread them all over the yard. And uh, <laughs> I asked them where they come from. Like I said, one one lady up toward uh, uh, Lakey, yeah, up toward Lakey, uh, told me that hers came in a load of manure. From the Texas State Fair. Oh wow! And uh, just one or two was in the in the load of. I, I don't know if it was all manure, but it was. Uh, uh, you know, they scraped the scrape the ground right. periodically. Uh oh, Mark's up here. Uh oh. Did you want to come on the air, or? Uh, we have three minutes. I'm going to have to ask Jerry a question about turf. Uh-oh. Otherwise, I'll ask Trace, because he'll probably know. <laughs> uh, about Turks? Turf. Turf. Oh, okay. uh, well, that looks grass. good compared to my yard. Well, I, I'm thinking it's take-all patch, or tar, or whatever yeah. they've been calling it right now. Um, I have some pictures... But that's not good for radio. No, we can put them up to the microphone, yeah, but no, listeners it, complain. They're usually very un- untalkative. Yeah, yeah, you've got some green at the end of looking Right, right. So stolen. this is for everyone. When you want to send samples to Texas A&M Diagnostic Laboratory, make sure you get live portions as well as just about live. <laughs> so you want dead and green. So, yeah. Yeah. So it, this is a large patch, and uh, it loses its blades as well as its runners, and it's evident in late spring and early summer. That's Very pretty classic, classic takeoff patch. Well, are you seeing every year? They're seeing it every year. Uh, but they it were, greens up in between. Sorry, and it greens up in between. Right. It sends out runners, and then it dies again. Ah, that's uh, that's uh, a little strange. Yeah, it is behavior. It was, but they were heavily watering, heavily fertilizing, and uh, and watering that night. And it was it was on a collection area, on a stream. So oh. they got like a little little stream area. And I said, I bet that so, rainwater and water's collecting right yeah, there. Yeah, low area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so we have about a minute, but. Uh, Anything you oh, want to contribute to this? or It's beautiful weather. It is beautiful weather. Jerry's wearing a, a lovely red, red shirt. He is. I know. Uh, long sleeve. Yeah. yeah. His Texas Tech colors he's wearing today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, since he's always anti-everybody else but a and uh, And we've had 50% of our average rainfall. 
for the month of October. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're working on it. That'd be nice. That would be nice to have a yeah. f- full month's average. We're about three inches on the, for October. All right. Woohoo! So, we're, no, right now we're, we're one and a half. All right. We've got to right. say goodbye for today, Bye. but uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to Al for doing a great job uh, getting the calls on there, and uh, thanks to you for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.